podcast, where we explore the backgrounds of interesting individuals and how they intersect with our building industry in Iowa. I'm your host, Ben Hammes, and I'm going to bring to you topics that help educate, develop, grow, and enhance you and your company. Hi, Joni. Hi. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. This is your first time on a podcast. It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a little bit of an expert. I've been doing it for a whole three months now. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hope I don't mess it up. You won't mess it up. This is, it's fun. It's been fun trying to get to uh, communicate in a different way that, uh, you know, we haven't done that before. But let's introduce yourself first. Tell the audience who you are. So my name is Joni Wolf, and I am with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, also known as AFSP. And um, I'm the area director for the state of Iowa, and I've been with the organization since May of 2019. Okay, so four years. You were mm -hmm. telling me you've got quite an extensive background in the nonprofit world. Yes. Tell us who else you worked for. Um, I have worked for several health organizations, so American Heart Association, um, American Cancer Society. I also worked for United Way, and I worked for um, Central Iowa Shelter and Services downtown. Great. Some some overlap between some of those organizations and the missions yes. over the, over the years. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, I'm appreciative of you being in here. Like I've talked about on the podcast, we're, we're kind of devoting this month and next month to some retention strategies around um, how companies can better build a culture, how they can be there for their employees. And this topic we're talking about today, suicide prevention, is essential to changing uh, a company's culture, but giving resources, having open dialogue, bringing the stigma out. I think on the in the website we talked or there was a conversation about bringing it out of the dark. If yep. I'm remembering correctly, can you talk to me about that? Yeah. So um, we have an event that is called Out of the Darkness. Um, we also have a campaign that we started back in May of this year. It's called Talk Away the Dark. Talk Away the Dark. There and you that's go. That's probably what you're talking yep. about. And so um, that's our newest campaign. And it's you know too often we know that suicide goes unaddressed. Mm. Um, even when we may sense that someone is struggling. And so we can make a difference by learning the warning signs, um, knowing the risk factors, and then having that brave and real open and honest conversation with somebody you care about. So we're just wanting to get people to start, like you said, taking away that stigma and, and talking about our mental health. Mm -hmm. And what are those warning signs? There are several warning signs. Um, you know, there's there's risks, first of all, that um, we can look for. And that's something like history of um, people, you know, in the family that have suffered, um, if there's a mental health diagnosis. Um, but the warning signs are something that is more imminent. Um, and so a person's behavior changes. And that they can go from being very involved to not coming around as much and so they're not interacting with family friends as, as much as they would um, they are usually a happy person and now you see that they're depressed a lot um, if they are you know talking and, and opposite of that if they're normally just kind of a mediocre person and now they're elated all of the time that could mean that they've chosen um, a method or they've thought about it and, and have a plan and um and so those are all things, a, a big change in behavior. Um, and then, of course, there's things like they're maybe uh, drinking too much or shopping too much. They, you know, do some erratic behaviors. 
And then, of course, if they are um, looking online for, you know, different ways to mm. kill themselves, um, mm. those are those are all warning signs. So an employee recognizes um, warning signs with a fellow employee, for instance, or potentially even a family member. Mm-hmm. What are they to do? Um, the best thing they can do is get in touch with that person that they are um, worried about and it's okay to ask somebody, are you thinking about ending your life? Um, that opens the dialogue. And even if they aren't, they're, they still may be struggling. And the fact that you've asked them, they know somebody cares. And that's what we hear quite often is nobody even cared that, mm. you know, I didn't feel like anybody cared about me. Um, so it's really important to have a dialogue with them and to get that conversation going. And then from there getting that person the help they need. And now we have this really short number, 988, to remember there's somebody 24-7 that answers that, and they have resources. So if you can just at least say, hey, could, could I make that phone call with you? All you have to do is call them and say, I have somebody here that needs your help, and they'll get you on the line. And if somebody doesn't want you know, or feel comfortable talking necessarily to somebody, there's a text number too which is 741-741, all they have to do is write talk, and somebody will get right back to them. And that, that, those resources you just outlined, I think it's important to let everybody know, if they don't know, that those are local resources. You're not getting sent to a center in Philadelphia that may or not may not be connected. You, it, these are truly localized resources, correct? That is correct, okay. yeah. Um, and, and are they working in... A hospital setting? What? What? Who are we being connected to? It is a call center. Okay. But they have access to the health centers and to um, all of the emergency services and resources, counselors, things like that, that they can put people in touch with. Okay. You know, one thing I learned through a few of these conversations, um, when you talked about it's okay to ask, mm-hmm. I learned you should ask twice. Yeah. That the first ask everybody's inclined to just say, I'm fine. Yeah. It's all, everything's good. And it's not until the second time you ask that that person may open up. up, Yeah. Right. Yeah. It takes twice. It does. And I think that it's really important to do what we've kind of all learned, you know, growing up and that's to ask the open ended questions. Mm -hmm. So instead of just, are you okay? You know, I've noticed this and this seems to be going on. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, what's been happening at home or what's been happening at work so that they start talking and they can't just shut you down right Mm -hmm. away. We heard a lot over the last four years, the challenging environment that we all lived in. Um, statistics being, you know, going the wrong direction. Let's just say, have we reversed those statistics now that we're four years later? Have they, have they gone down? I mean, in our industry, it's still one of the leading causes of, of death if I think still number one. Yeah. But we're four years later. Has that gone better? Um, So we did see that there was a decline in suicides um, a couple of years ago. So actually, um, you know, we saw that happen. But this year, again, it's on the rise. Hmm. And we know that suicide, you know, um, I think that the numbers, first of all, with the CDC, which is where we get our numbers, um, which is the Centers for Disease mm-hmm. Control, um, they are always a couple years behind. So we knew, actually, that, yes, we were excited that the numbers had gone down, but that's, that was from a couple years ago. So we're seeing numbers now 
in 23 from like 2020. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing where we're seeing the increase. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it was, um, you know, during COVID people were isolated. Um, people lost jobs, mm-hmm. businesses closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, people didn't have that camaraderie that mm-hmm. they did. Um, so, so many people started working remotely. Um, and so, you know, people didn't have the access to other people to have them be able to say or sense that something was wrong and ask them, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Um, people were left alone. And so unfortunately, um, we've seen numbers increase and suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. Um, number nine in Iowa. So we really do still have a lot of work to do. Sure. And that's what your organization is here for. That's right. Tell us about some of those resources and what your role is as the Iowa director for AFSP. So my role is um, to work with a diverse group of volunteers. So my board is all volunteer run. Um, It's a grassroots organization. We still and always will be um, very volunteer heavy. And so we're always looking for volunteers. Um, that's a that's a call out to the audience. That is that is. Um, but you know, our mission is to um, save lives and bring hope to those who have been affected by suicide. And so, in Iowa and at the national level, um, we're we're very much mimicking what the national level is doing, and that is funding research. Um, we are educating the public about mental health and suicide prevention. Um, we're advocating for public policies in mental health and suicide prevention, and we're supporting survivors of suicide loss and those who have been affected by suicide. So um, we have our organization in New York, and then the one here, I just work out of my home. There's just me um, as a staff member. But like I said, I just rely very heavily on my board and on my volunteers. They're the ones that help put the resources into the community. They are the ones that are um, helping, you know, put on these out-of-the-darkness walks across the state. And um, they're really the the meat of the whole organization. I'm going to pivot to one of those resources you mentioned. But since you plugged the walk, is that September 17th? 17th, yeah. Okay. Being held where? It's being held at the DMAC Ankeny campus. Okay. Um, it's, we have festivities that start at 11 a.m. and then our walk actually starts at one. Um, so we have a lot of different mental health resources out there. We have honor beads for people. Um, people can come out, put teams together. Um, and we're, we're looking for people to put teams together. We're looking for individuals who want to walk. We're looking for volunteers for the day of event. We are looking for sponsors. So, okay. All of the above. And we can find that on your website? You can. If you just go to AFSP.org, and then if you do a backslash and do Central IA, that will give you our walk website where people can register. If you just put in backslash Iowa, um, that'll take you to the Iowa website, which has all of our events across the state. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to the mission at hand. A lot of that is awareness, discussion, openness, transparency. One of the things I've learned through some of these conversations too is the, the, the change in the way we talk about suicide. Yeah. You, you don't use certain terminology for obvious reasons. And I want you to kind of delve into that a little bit if you could. Explain to the audience what it is and the awareness level. What, how should we be talking about suicide prevention? 
Yeah, and talking about it is so important, but talking about it the right way mm. is what's really key. And so one of the words we do not use is committed mm. um, because it, it has such a negative connotation mm. to it. Um, it's okay to say they killed themselves. It's okay to say they um, attempted, but we don't ever use that word committed. If you think about it, it's like somebody committed a murder. Somebody's mm -hmm. committed to the hospital. It mm -hmm. just doesn't sound right. And um, talking about suicide safely allows people who may be having um, some you know, thoughts of suicide or some mental health struggles, um, using words and terminology that is, is negative can really um, give them opportunity to um, start thinking about it mm -hmm. in, the, in that way um, and in a negative way. And we don't want to cause anybody to um, think more about suicide sure. than they already are. It makes a, that, a lot of sense. Okay. It's, you know, um, I, I don't think we think about that often mm -hmm. in our day to day. And I think it's important to try to spread that message. If you it are is. talking about it safely, it can truly make a difference. Yes. And I think that's the most important part. So I've, I've learned a lot about that in these few conversations that we've had. Yeah. The, the construction industry for suicide prevention, um, it's an alliance, an organization that was kind of spun off from another organization and they're doing really great work. We had a, a guest on earlier this week. I guess my next question is, do, do the overall efforts of all of these nonprofits and groups overlap in, in some way? Um, how are you all communicating together to better the mission? So we have a Polk County um, Suicide Coalition. Okay. And that has a lot of members um, from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, we have members from um, the VA. We have okay. members from hospitals. We have law enforcement. So we have a lot of different organizations that are working to prevent suicide in our community with different groups. Um, and and we're actually doing an Iowa Suicide Summit on August 30th in Ames for different coalitions around um, the, the state of Iowa, um, a lot of rural type of um, coalitions. And we want to, again, see how we can work better together yeah. so that we're not, you know, reinventing the wheel, so to speak, and duplicating efforts because we all are wanting to do the same thing and that's lower the rate. Well, and maybe that's more of my question too, is it, it's so easy sometimes to forget that we live in Des Moines. How are the, how are the communities of Burlington to Mason city, you know, down to Red Oak, how are they connected with your organization? Are there county organizations too? I just don't know if I understand that uh, or if our audience maybe understands that. So how do you all work together? So, again, it would be with, um, you know, there's a lot of VAs that are working in those areas. Okay. Um, there is somebody in east, I'm sorry, western Iowa, eastern Nebraska that works okay. that territory. Um, then, of course, and, and other territories, central Iowa, um, eastern Iowa, southern Iowa. And so we also then have um, volunteers for our organization all over the state. So I have people in Mason City. I have people in the Quad Cities, 
And, um, and so, you know, we're always, like I said, looking for volunteers in those different areas that can help us with doing events in those areas, um, being present there to hand out resources at the schools. Um, and then, you know, if there's coalitions in those areas, um, we really try to connect with them through the Iowa State, um, County, Iowa State Coalition, and then also through Polk County Coalition, too. We're always reaching out. Um, so, you know, and then we're, like I said, we have five out of the darkness walks. Mm -hmm. So we're always trying to get to those communities, either through the libraries or the community organizations to publicize those to people as well. I always want to make sure I mention um, my high respect for our service members and and our veteran community. You mentioned the VA. Do you work closely with um, the military and with DOD or the National Guard here at Camp Dodge? What, what, how do you intersect with those organizations? Um, we have been working closer with um, the National Guard. Okay. And so the National Guard does um, some different events throughout Iowa. There's one in Council Bluffs. There's one in Boone. There's one in Johnston. And, and, and I'm sure other places as well. But I've been to those events, and basically it's bringing people together to talk about preventing suicide within the military. Mm -hmm. And they are very aware of it. Um, The stigma is high Mm -hmm. in the military. And so... 22 um, a day, I hear. It is 22, and and we even say closer to 30. Um, And so, yeah, just getting the word out in that, you know, to veterans and then also... Um, taking care of our military people and letting them know from leadership down that it's okay to talk about your mental health. Sure. Absolutely. This may be a question you can't answer, but I'm, I'm curious to know, especially in that community with our veterans and our service members active or, or retired, are they utilizing the 988 resource or are they getting their help sometimes from the the branch or division that they're they've served or or are serving under do you do we track that type of data do we know who's utilizing that 988 service i know that there is data that's that's being tracked for me to sit and tell you exact numbers i really cannot do that but i could get back to you with that information um and you know um i don't even know that it's important it's just curiosity yeah, on, yeah. I know I'm they always, are using the VA, you know, the yeah. veterans um, and service members do use that 988. It's open to everybody. Yeah. So I am, I guess, assuming that, that they have used it. Some have used it. Um, but they are doing a lot within the National Guard, too, to put, place, uh, put things in place. They now have, um, I think, four different positions that they've just hired, newly hired for, um, you know, mental health services so that they're able to provide that to their Okay. Members, yeah. I when I first heard nine eight eight, you know, it's great. You, I'm always curious to know how far and wide it's being understood and valued and, and used to the degree that every six year old on the planet knows how to call nine one one. At what point it, it does nine eight eight become that recognizable number? And what you're doing, what your organization is doing, and what we're trying to do in amplifying this message is say, look, nine eight eight. Everybody goes immediately to there when you need it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know that six year olds are going to know to call 988, but, um, we, you know, we're putting it out there, um, and everybody's doing a really great job of getting that, you know, communication out to their employees. Um, we have cards that, you know, we have it out at every event Mm -hmm. that we attend. 
Um, and so I know it's it's becoming um, more widely recognized. Sure. And hopefully it'll just continue to grow. That's great. I want to uh, shift to kind of a world I understand a little bit and world that you are operating in with your volunteers. You talked about some of the lobbying aspects of your group, and mm-hmm. you were talking to me about the funding that you're trying to seek out. Can you explain to the audience what the organization is doing and getting some of that funding? Yeah, so we have um, an, we have our state capital day here in February where we always are wanting volunteers to come with us to talk with our senators and our legislators. Um, every year, you know, we have a different agenda, but um, we were – you know, key in helping with get 988 established. Mm -hmm. Now what we're wanting to do is get some funding for 988. So just as similar as there is um, funding for 911 on your phone bills, Mm -hmm. we want that to also um, be there for 988. And some states like Michigan have adapted that. Um, We in Iowa have not, so we still have some work to do there. And the funding is used then to amplify 988, or or is it needed to ensure the service continues in the future? What's that funding used for? I think it's for both. It it definitely is to make sure that we continue to have 988 available um, and to pay for the people that are there when doing some of the answering of the calls. Um, And then, yeah, definitely to promote it. Okay, got it. Let's go. Um, this podcast is going to be scheduled to launch on uh, Suicide Prevention Week in September. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about that. Um, well, so AFSP has embarked on a national alliance with the U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration, better mm-hmm. known as OSHA, OSHA. Yep, to promote workplace mental health and suicide prevention awareness. And as part of that, we are working with OSHA to develop information and resources on workplace mental health and suicide prevention awareness and just encourage workers' sense of belonging. Um, We're supporting them and and also going to help promote that Suicide Awareness Week, um, which is September 4th through the 8th. And that's just a week that's dedicated to raising awareness about suicide in the construction industry and to provide resources to help prevent those deaths. That's great. Really easy to remember, too. It's the day after Labor Day, Yeah. right? Yes. Good. Well, Joni, I'm really appreciative of you being here. Is there anything else you'd like to cover? I mean, I I want you to plug, again, the website and your resources, your contact information, if you're comfortable giving it out. Sure. Um, I just want you to um, talk to the audience about how they can get in touch with you. Sure. So um, if you just go to AFSP.org, which is pretty easy to remember, um, if you are in the Iowa area at all, if you scroll down on that webpage, you're going to find the Iowa website right there. And probably either Nebraska or Missouri or Illinois, depending on where you are in the state. So they've made it very easy for you to get in contact with your local chapter. Um, As for me, people can reach me at jwolfe. W-O-L-F-E at A-F-S-P dot O-R-G. Um, but yeah, I do want to do one more shameless plug for Please. our walk. Please. Um, as mentioned, you know, it's September 17th and we'd love to see as many people come out, put together teams. Um, you know, individuals have gotten in contact with us by coming to our walk and they meet a community of people who are out there um, that, you know, just 
want to be part of something bigger and do something for somebody they've lost or if they themselves are struggling, there's a lot of great resources out there. Um, but we're always in need of volunteers for committees. We have work in the community. Um, we need board members. We're looking for day of event volunteers, um, handing out water to walkers, setting up, tearing down at our events, things like that. And of course, we just love to have people help us spread the word that suicide is preventable. Um, and when you notice that someone or yourself may be struggling, we want you to say something and assume you are the only person that's going to reach out. Um, it's okay, like I said, to ask someone, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Um, just show you care and get that help that is needed. Very important mission you're on. We appreciate it very much for, for being here today, for sharing um, the mission, and um, I hope that we'll be able to continue to talk in the future. Yeah, I hope so too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Joey. Bye, everybody. It's been real. One of the best ways to plug in with MBI this fall is to attend one of our upcoming regional meetings that we're going to be holding in September and October. We take a roadshow to eight cities across Iowa to connect with our members. These are either free lunches or breakfasts, depending on which city and location we're going to be in. But if you'd like to get registered, please go on our website under the events section, find the dates and the times of our regional meetings, and join us. We'll see you out on the road. Hey! Hey! Hey!